0: Ignite, church. Praise the Lord. Come on now. Corinne mentioned that this is the last Sunday in the first quarter of 2022. You are alive. You are well. You are still standing. God has been faithful. So Ignite, if you appreciate God for your life, for his faithfulness in your life, for these first three months, come and Give God a shout. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Yaza and the band for that. That was wonderful. God bless you. Hallelujah. God is faithful, you know, in season, out of season. God is always faithful. Uh, It's not like the weather. Because spring has sprung, they said. And then I came out this morning and the weather was not cooperating. So thank God. um, God is forever faithful. God is reliable. Um, We're here. God has been faithful to us. Uh, It's our season of favor. God is doing amazing things in our lives. And my prayer for you is that you will not miss out on what God is doing in this season in Jesus' name. So good afternoon, Ignite. Um, I'm so excited that you've been able to join us today. I know if you're in person, on site, or if you're joining us online from all across the world, um, I really appreciate that you've chosen to join us today. And my prayer is that, you know, you will not go back the same way you came in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So uh, we've been looking at uh, the manifestations of divine wisdom over the past couple of weeks. And we are going to continue in the same line today. uh, And we're going to be looking at um, the topic, um, growing in spiritual understanding. Growing in spiritual understanding. That's the topic that we are exploring today. How many of us have been blessed for the past, I think it's over eight weeks now, that PWA has been constantly feeding us with the meat of the Word of God. Come on, let us appreciate PWA. You can do better than that. Hallelujah. Um, It's been amazing. Um, We are so blessed in the house to have um, a father, a teacher, a shepherd that will feed us, that is so invested in seeing us grow to become spiritual giants. It's unbelievable. So, Pastor Wale, Pastor Tucker, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for all you do for us. And God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, as we start today, uh, let's say a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. We magnify your name for the privilege and the opportunity that you've given us to come into your presence. Thank you because through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, we can boldly come before your throne of grace. Through that sacrifice we can call you Father. Father, we have come to meet with you today. We have not come to meet with any man. We have come to meet with you. So we're asking oh God that you will speak to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we're asking that you open up your word, oh God. Open our eyes of understanding. Let us behold wondrous things from your word today in the name of Jesus. And at the end of today's service, we will not leave the same way we came in Jesus' name. Thank you, Heavenly Father in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. So, topic is growing in spiritual understanding. And our anchor text um, for, for today is taken from the book of Colossians, chapter 1, from verses 9 to 11. It says, for this reason, since the day we heard about you. So, this is Paul writing to the church. So these are Christians, like the people ta- uh, Pong is you know, addressing here, they are Christians, and he's saying, you know, we have not stopped praying for you, we continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will, true wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. So from there we can see that he's asking God for knowledge, for wisdom, but then we can only get the knowledge of God's will, the knowledge of, you know, what God wants to do with us, the knowledge of, you know, the right path to go in our destiny through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. So we need wisdom, we need understanding, and we can only get it by the Spirit of God. Verse 10 says, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruits in every good work. Growing in the knowledge of God. So this is as a result of now when you acquire that wisdom and understanding, then you are able to live a life that is pleasing to God. And you are able to abound in every good work. Here he's saying, you know, you're able to bear good fruits. You are able to, you know, do great exploits. Achieve the destiny that God has destined for you to be to, to achieve. And you can grow in the knowledge of God. So when you have spiritual understanding, your Revelation of who God is to you is progressive. You know, when you read your Bible today, you are not getting the same thing from it as you know you got when you read it last year. That is what spiritual understanding does for you and I. Verse eleven says, "Be strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience." So, from this verse of scripture, we're seeing like the importance of you know as Christians. We need spiritual understanding. We need to grow in our knowledge of God to be effective in this Christian work. So let me paint uh, 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 a picture for you. So I just say, for example, tomorrow is uh, Monday, and I need to come to church to get something done, maybe very early in the morning. And uh, I don't know, Felix here, Gives me a key, like, you know, right after service. Like, oh, James, like, just hold this for me. I'm coming. Um, and he goes away. And I wasn't able to see him again before, you know, I go home. And tomorrow I come here. Everywhere is locked. I'm not able to get in. I try to make some calls. I couldn't get anybody. And maybe coincidentally, I meet someone, somebody else as well. I was looking to get into church. Um, and we we're both there. We waited a long time. We couldn't get in. We were frustrated. We couldn't achieve what we wanted, you know, to achieve by coming to church. And the person goes home, and I go home as well. And later, Phyllis calls me, that. oh, yeah, like, you know, um, that key, like, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, do you still have the key I gave to you? And I'm like, yeah, I actually wanted to return it to you um, when I came to church on Monday, but, you know, I wasn't able to get in, so I ended up going back home. And first was like, oh, that, that in that bunch of keys is a key that opens all the doors to the church. Right? So even though I had the key right there in my pocket, I could not achieve anything with it. I was limited by the same thing that limited the other person I met there that didn't have anything. So that is the difference. Like That's exactly what happens when you have head knowledge of the scripture and you don't have understanding because you will not know when to apply it and how to apply the word that you know. So it's not enough for you to memorize scripture it's not enough for you to know that, you know, God can heal you. For example, what does it mean? Like, what does it mean to you? What, what revelation do you have regarding that verse of Scripture that you have? Otherwise, what is limiting everybody else that doesn't have the same knowledge as you have is going to limit you as well. So let's take, for example, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Uh, if you can uh, um, throw it on the screen, please. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. It says, he himself bore our sins in his his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live." Verse 20, yeah, so my my need for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. So take, you know, a Christian, person A, takes that and says, oh, yeah, by whose stripes, you know, I was healed. And takes that to God in prayer and say, God, I've been having this, you know, headache for a while. God, please heal me. God, just please heal me. This is getting you know, unbearable. I know you can heal. I know you are a Please, God, heal me. Please. First day, nothing happens. Second day, nothing happens. And the person keeps praying. Like, God, I know you can do this. I know you love me so much. I know you can heal me. God, heal me. And nothing is happening. And after a while, the person decides, yeah, you know, maybe God doesn't want to heal me. Maybe, you know, the devil starts bringing all manners of strange thoughts Strange thinking, like oh yeah, maybe you know God doesn't eager everybody. But that's thing, I take person B, who takes the same verse of scripture, but as an understanding, it says like it's saying by whose stripes you were healed, and the person goes, okay, I was healed, so my inging actually preceded this edict, right? Jesus died on the cross, like over 2,000 years ago. So this yin we are talking about, I've been healed. So this sickness that I have in my body is foreign to me. So this is not my headache. This is not my, my stomach ache. This is not my uh, uh, um, uh, 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 pain. Like, this is not mine. It is not, like, this is a foreigner to my body. And it has to go. And that person takes that scripture and goes to God, I like, Father, I thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus On the cross for me, I appreciate you for the inning that was secured by the blood of Jesus on the cross. And the person speaks to the sickness in their body that this sickness is not mine. God has died for me, has redeemed me from the curse of the law. So, therefore, sickness, take your bag and leave. The Bible says in Psalm 18, verse 44 to 45, it says, The foreigners will hear my voice and they will come out. Frightened from their hidden places. So you fall demonic spirit of sickness. You are a foreigner to my body. So get out. And then sickness hears that. And, you know, next thing the person is healed. Same verse of scripture. Different results. Because of understanding. So. Knowledge without understanding is going to profit you nothing. So. Let's look at the definition of spiritual understanding. What is spiritual understanding? Spiritual understanding is having the capacity to grow in the knowledge of God, understand his ways, and having a meaningful relationship with God. Having the capacity to grow in the knowledge of God. You now, we've said our knowledge of God, the revelation of who God is to us should be progressive. We should be growing daily as Christians in our knowledge of God. And also, understanding the ways of God. We should not just be in it, you know, for what we can get. You know, God wants more. You should be, you know, know God more intimately. Understand his ways. Understand his characters. Understand His, his principle, his personality. And that is what it means to grow in understanding, in spiritual understanding. So, what is God's will for you and I as Christians when it comes to spiritual understanding? Uh, uh, is it everybody that is meant to, like, understand, you know, have a good understanding of God and grow in spiritual understanding? Well, let's look at that from Isaiah 51, verse 2. Um, how do we find out? Isaiah 51, verse 1 to 2, and um, verse 1 says, Listen to me, you will pursue righteousness. If you pursue righteousness, right standing with God, you will seek an inquiry of the Lord. So you will seek spiritual understanding. Don't go too far. This is what the scripture is saying here. Look to the rock from which you were caught. And to the excavation of the quarry from which you were dug. Verse 2 says, look to Abraham your father and Sarah who gave birth to you in pain. For I called him when he was but one. Then I blessed him and made him many. So, God is saying here that, you, know, you don't have to go too far. Galatians 3.29 says, you know, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendant and he hears of the promise. So, if you want to understand what the being of God is regarding having spiritual understanding and growing in spiritual understanding, the perfect example for you to look at is the person from which you descended, your father, Abraham. So, what is what is this that we can learn from the life of Abraham? Uh, Let's go to Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. Genesis 17, verse 1. It says, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. I am almighty God. So let's just take I am almighty God. So God appeared to Abraham and said, I am almighty God. What does that name mean? Like, almighty God. What is God trying to tell Abraham here? Almighty God. God is saying, like, I am El Shaddai. I am all sufficient. I have everything and I need nothing. Everything that you, like, I am enough for you. Everything you ever need. Everything you ever want. Everything that pertains to life and Godliness. Whatever it is. Like, you know, good job. Uh, um, boot, car, house, relationships, like whatever it is, it is inside of me. Like I, I don't need to go anywhere to provide for you what you need. So, okay, yeah, so God is saying I'm the almighty. And we can see like it's a continuation. There's a semicolon there. And it's telling Abraham that for me to, I can use Everything I have, this almighty power that I have to your advantage, but the only thing I require from you is for you to walk before me and be blameless. To walk before me there means to, push, to pursue a, a meaningful, close relationship with God. To walk before me is to, to, in your actions, in your words, in your thoughts, in your doings, you are always, you know, looking to please God. You are always looking to know more about God. You're always looking to find out, like, what is the wing of God for my life concerning this situation, like, like exploring God in His, like, de- dedicated to knowing the wing of God. That is what walking before God means. Like, there is no aspect of your life that is segmented. Like, okay, uh, um, like on Sunday morning, then I bring out like my my church self, and then you know, I behave energy, Like, I don't use like all manners of strange. Uh, 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 um, vocabulary I use during the week, and then like from Monday to Friday, um, like yeah, I'm um, at work. Like I have my work, I have my work personality. Is is different. No, working before God means like you are push, you, you are seeking after God in every aspect of your life. You want to know Him more. You want to develop a good relationship, a close and intimate relationship, and. In the life of, in the case of Abraham, we can see that he said here that he was just one, one man, when he called him. Like in, uh, in um, the previous verse, he said, I, for I called him when he was but one, then I blessed him and made him many. Right? So Abraham went from, you know, traveling and wandering away from his, you know, family when God called him to become a mighty man, right? Like his business, you know, grew so, so he had a global conglomerate, like he was rich. He was, he was a wealthy man. He had an army that actually intervened and helped a nation to fight a battle, like one single man. That's how mighty God made Abraham. All on the platform of working intimately with God, all on the platform of growing in the knowledge and spiritual understanding of God, so that is why God is saying like Abraham is the perfect example for us to imitate. Abraham is known today as the father of faith. How can you go from you know just one man to a father of many nations, to a father you know no, no, that, that everybody is looking up to, and even Jesus acknowledged that we are descendants of Abraham spiritual understanding got him there the ultimate goal of spiritual understanding is a close relationship with god that is the ultimate goal the ultimate goal of you know seeking to know god is so that as you seek to know god more as you press into him, him more you know your life is going to change by the renewing of your mind when you spend time with god when you spend time meditating when you spend time studying the bible when you spend time in fellowship with God, you begin to think like Him. You begin to, you know, you know, it you know, begins to change you from inside out. The change becomes effortless. So someone can say, "Yeah, well, um, yeah, I know, like, you know, it's good to pursue spiritual understand. It's it's good to go after that, but I mean, like, what if I don't? Right? Like, you know, I I can as well just stay neutral. Like, I don't have to grow." Uh, I'm just going to remain here myself, and what you don't know doesn't doesn't hurt you, right? Well, I hate to break it to you, but what you don't know can not only hurt you, but what you don't know can destroy you. Isaiah 5:13 here says, "My people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge, not because the devil is powerful, not because the devil came and snatched them and you know held them bound." but because they have no knowledge. And knowledge is light. The opposite of light is darkness. And the moment you choose not to equip yourself with knowledge, the moment you choose, not you actually, the moment a person chooses not to equip themselves and grow in their spiritual understanding, they have automatically put themselves in a position where they can be under the sway of the enemy. Because the devil is, 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 it thrives in darkness. Like that's how it keeps people in bondage, by ignorance. When you don't know God's inheritance for you, when you don't know who you are in Christ, what you should be demanding for, you are begging for it. So ignorance is very dangerous. Um, a perfect example is um, Esau. In uh, Exodus um, chapter 25, verse 27, to 34. Uh, I'm going to, uh, it's, it's a long uh, uh, um, verse of scripture, uh, but I'm just, I'm going to start from 29. It says, now Jacob cooked stew, and Esau came in from the field, so they are brothers, and he was weary, and Esau said to Jacob, please feed me with some of that rest stew, for I am weary. Therefore, his name was called Edom. Verse 31 says, but Jacob said, sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, look, I'm about to die. You know, so so melodramatic. I'm about to die. Like, what, what of what use is birthright? Like, I'm talking about hunger. I'm talking about birthright. Like, take it. Like, I, I, I don't care. Like, I need to eat now. And <laughs> Jacob said, oh, no, 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 no. This has to be a legitimate transaction. So swear, swear to me as of this day that I will give you this plate of two-piece chicken and fries for your destiny. And Esau was like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Esau swore, and the Bible recorded there that Esau ate, (laughs) he ate and drank, he rose and he went his way. And he despised his birthright. Because he was ignorant. He did not know what he had. He traded destiny for a temporary, very, I mean, like, how long is it going to take you for you to eat, even if you want to, like, enjoy the food, Saying, I mean, 20 minutes, 30 minutes max, right? But then he lost out in destiny because he was ignorant. Uh, the birthright looked insignificant to him. But that did not stop him from suffering the consequences of his actions. Esau gave his destiny away for a plate of food. And, you know, in Hebrews 12, 17, uh, if you can just bring it up, just, you know, to see, like, the outcome, because here, their parents were not there. Like, you know, nobody was there. And when time came for their father, Isaac, to bless Esau, right? Because the, the blessing originally was meant for him. So he didn't know what was going on. He didn't know a transaction has been made. The mother wasn't there either, but Evan was there, and that transaction was recorded in Evan as legitimate because the value was agreed upon. Food for destiny, right? And, you know, long story short, he missed out. You know, the mother orchestrated for uh, his brother Isaac, uh, sorry, his his brother Jacob to get his blessing instead. And how do we know that, you know, Uh, Esau did this out of ignorance because, you know, the Bible there recorded in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 17, it says, like, you know, afterwards, later on, he wanted to regain his inheritance of the blessing, but he was rejected. It was too late. He made his decision already. For he found no opportunity for repentance. There was no way to repair what he has done no chance to recall the choice he had made, even though he sought for it with bitter tears. I pray for you today, you will not miss out on your destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. In every area where the enemy is holding you bound as a result of ignorance, as the grace to grow in spiritual understanding comes on you today, the order of the enemy is broken over your life in the name of Jesus. Knees. Let's invest. Let's invest in growing in spiritual understanding. Ignorance is very costly. So, how, the next question is, how do I grow? How do I grow in spiritual understanding? What do I need to do to grow? Now I know that I need to grow in spiritual understanding. What do I need to do exactly to grow? Well, easy. From the first, uh, um, uh, first, Passage of scripture we read, Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. You know, we saw there that it's the Spirit of God that gives. It's the Spirit of God that gives. And for us to get what the Spirit of God gives, we have to pray. We have to ask God for it. So here it says, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, you have not stopped praying, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will, through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. Listen, your your church cannot make you grow in spiritual understanding. Uh, A pastor cannot make you grow. Yes, your church can equip you with, you know, the knowledge, with message, with tools that you need to grow in spiritual understanding. Your pastor can do that. Bless God for PWA week in, week out. Is here pouring out his heart, equipping us with the word of God for us to grow. But ultimately, you have to desire to grow for yourself. Nobody can help you with that. And if you desire it, then you have to show that desire in the place of prayer. You have to pray. You have to ask God, God, I want to grow. Flood, Flood my heart with light. Open my eyes. I want to behold wondrous things from your word. Lord, I want to grow in, the, in my understanding of you. You have to want it. And if you want it, if you desire it, according to Mark in 1124, KJB says, Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So the first step is for you to pray to God for spiritual understanding. The next, um, so Proverbs, the scripture for that is um, Proverbs 2 verse 6. We see here that it says, For the Lord gives skillful and godly wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. God is the source of spiritual understanding. So we cannot get it from anywhere else. You can't get it from anywhere else. The first step is to ask God for spiritual understanding. And the second Step is, study diligently. Study diligently. Emphasis on diligently. 2 Timothy 2 verse 15 says, Study and do your best to present yourself to God approved, a workman tested by trial, who has no reason to be ashamed, accurately handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. Would we'll agree that before you can undo and skillfully teach something, you have to understand it thoroughly. Um, I, I can't remember exactly, but I know it's in the book of Acts where the Bible said about a man called Apomos that he was mighty in scriptures. Another translation said he, he had thorough understanding of the scripture. That cannot come by just, you know, skimming through the Bible. It takes time, it takes diligence, study, hours of study. Number one is desire. Once the desire is there, then you have to take the time. If it's really important to you, if growing in the knowledge of God, if growing in spiritual understanding is important to you, then you would dedicate the time required for you to actually, you know, get into the Word of God, and, and, and let the Holy Spirit open up the depth of the Word to you, for you to grow in your understanding. So, when it comes to studying the word of God diligently, the first step, you know, in studying the word of God, I have here is reading. And some of them might say, I mean, come on, like, obviously, right? Like, I mean, studying the word of God, you have to read. But the truth is, not every Christian actually gets to reading the word of God. It will surprise you that a lot of Christians never actually get to reading their Bible on their own, right? So, they nibble at it in the morning, like they have a devotion, just read that, you know, half, half verse of Scripture and, you know, read everything else and, and, and they move on, right? Like, I, 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 I read my Bible today and that's it. But no, that, like, no matter how anointed the person who wrote your daily devotional is, It is not a substitute for you sitting down with your Bible and reading, setting time aside for you to read the Bible for yourself as a Christian. No matter how, even if it's 10 verses of scripture, even if it's five, you have to create time for you to read the Bible on your own. We must be totally committed to reading the Bible because, you know, God has revealed himself to us primarily through his word. So that is where spiritual understanding begins, from reading our Bible. How many of you um, remember uh, Bible before breakfast? Yeah? How many of us still practice Bible before breakfast? (laughs) Someone said, ish. Yes. So, So, yeah, Bible before breakfast. Here, Job 23 verse 12 says, I have not departed from his commands, but i have treasured his words more than daily food. You know, this is where we should get to, right? Where the word of God is more important to us, more than our daily food. And what Bible before breakfast does and help, helps us with its consistency. So, you know, you know that you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do uh, uh, before you eat is, you know, you pick up your Bible and, you know, like the the, the the, the goal, like, you have to be consistent. So it's not like you read 20 chapters of scriptures today, and then the next time uh, God sees you is, like, in, in September. You know, where, when you come back again, and then, you know, you, you feel so guilty, and then you go, 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 and then, you know, probably maybe you even finish the book of John in one day. And you're like, oh, yes, I did that. No, it's, you know, consistency is very key. So the next thing, you know, when, you know, studying the Bible, so you read, you have the knowledge, then you have to go further than that to understand, you know, reading the Bible will let you know, like, you know, what does the Bible say or what is the Bible saying concerning this situation, right? And then the next step is, like, what, this thing the Bible is saying, what does it actually mean, right? What is the interpretation of this thing that I am reading, like, what does it mean? Uh, A long time ago, uh, uh, um, I was very privileged to learn at the feet of a doctor of divinity, a.k.a. PWA. And he said, for us to understand the Bible, for us to effectively study the Bible, we need to bridge some gaps. Um, And there are four major ones that he talked about, right? This is 2020. Uh, The Bible was written like thousands of years ago some parts of the Bible, like many thousands of years ago, but this is 2020, Uh, the content of the Bible does not get updates, right? So, um, how do I now in 2020 understand the context, like what the Bible, like, you know, some of those, like, I mean, let's not even talk about Neviticus, right, because, you know, it's, yeah, let's not talk about that, but there are some, some, you know, when he when, uh, went up to Jerusalem, like, you know, why did it go up to Jerusalem, right? Like, you, you need to understand those contexts that will help you, you know, decipher and interpret accurately what the Bible is saying. And the first gap is the language gap, right? You know, I speak English, you know, we speak English, or let me say, a lot of people speak English. Um, but the Bible was written in Hebrew and Greek, and a few parts in Aramic, right? I don't know anyone like personally that speaks Hebrew or, or Greek, right? So, that tells you that there are some words that, you know, we translate in English that is just best effort, but the true meaning is lost in translation. And for us to understand exactly like what, you know, that passage of scripture means, we have to be able to, you know, decipher what, it, what was written there in the original language, right? Uh, the second one is cultural gap. Um, I'm sure you agree with me, like, the culture right now is different from, like, 4,000 years ago, right? So there are some things in there that, you know, we cannot understand, except, you know, we bridge that gap, that cultural gap. And the third one is the geographic gap. Uh, you know, the world has changed since then, right? So, you know, some of those places that are mentioned in the Bible you know, we need to be able to understand what or, or, or how to reference them in this modern day time, and the fourth gap is the gap of history. So, you know, this is quite a bit, right? Like, I mean, how am I going to bridge, like, all these gaps just, you know, because I want to understand the Bible seems like a lot. Study dingy gently, right? It's not, yeah, if, if it was that easy, everybody would be mighty in Scripture, Right? Yeah, if it was that, you know, simple, like everybody, yeah, everybody will have a thorough knowledge. So to output all of these, there are many tools out there to help you with your Bible study. And um, the one I would recommend um, for everyone at least to start, like everyone should invest in a study Bible. Invest in a study Bible. When it's, uh, uh, there are a lot of them out there. Uh, um, so uh, you can go to pages as well. But I'll get to that in a minute. But what I found is in the study Bible, you know, the, the study Bible tries to bridge these four gaps that I've mentioned, right? So there are commentaries, there are maps that tells you, like, exactly, you know, if you read about a place like Jerusalem, like, it should, like there are maps there to help you understand, you know, what the Bible is saying right there. So please, you have to, like, you must own at least one study Bible, as a Christian. Um, and you can get it from pages. On uh, um, pages, our bookshop right there. You can get it from anywhere like online as well. It doesn't have to be pages. Uh, but like, you know, just on a personal note, um, get it from pages. Because, <laughs> because I I was there the first time pages opened, I was there and I got some books and stuff. And they told me my balance. And I'm like, I, are you sure? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, are, are you like? Because this is ridiculously um, cheap. And they're like, yeah, yeah. That's it. All like, right, okay. I'm paying now. I'm like, are you sure? Like, I said yes. So I paid, picked up my books, and left. And only to remember that I forgot my keys because I wanted to <laughs> get out of there before somebody remembers. But then again, there's a poster out there that says, you know, empowering you to achieve your destiny one page at a time. So. They're not in it for you know for profit. They are in it to empower you to fulfill your destiny. So walk in there, grab a copy, and you know it will it really bless you and help you in studying the Bible. There are other tools out there, like you know, Bible Study.com, Bible Gateway, um, there are commentaries, there are dictionaries out there that you can use, Bible dictionaries. Uh, um, but at the very minimum, I like, get a study Bible. And um, just in my last point on this, um, I, I don't have much time to, you know, really go into, like, you know, there are different ways. You can do a topical study. You can do a systematic study of the Bible. But be very careful not to fall into strange or dabble into strange things in the name of, you know, getting to understand or study the Bible. The Bible is infallible. The Bible does not have errors. There is no error in the Bible. The Bible is complete. The Bible is complete. There is no missing book in the Bible anywhere. The Bible is the final authority on any issues. So if anybody tells you otherwise, just run. Because the summary is like, it can destroy you. Like going into all those strange manners of, you know, dark things. Like, like, I mean, there's no other way to, to, to... to call it. So please, um, just, you know, take note of that. Um, a study Bible will help you get it going long way. And God bless you as you do so in Jesus' name. Amen. The next um, thing we have to do is walk with the wise. Proverbs 13.20. Uh, to walk with the wise, wise means to associate with and be in relationship with people who are wise. The result of working with the wise is that you become wise yourself. Proverbs 13.20. Become wise by walking with the wise. Anger with fools and watch your life fall into pieces. I, I didn't say it, right? So, it's, it's, it's very, very important. Who you surround yourself with, or who you get counsel from, will determine how your life is going to turn out. So, we need to take it very seriously, right? Choose your friends carefully. Choose the people that you, know, you receive counsel and advice from very carefully. How do you know who is wise? It is not, I mean, people don't wear signs on on their head, you know, saying, oh, I'm I'm wise. And if they do run, like, yeah, that's, yeah, that just tells me that, yeah, like, yeah, it's not by age, it's not by gender, it's not by race. So a few things to look out for is, one, do they know Jesus, right? Do they know Jesus intimately? Two, do they apply the word of God to their lives? Is the word of God the final authority in their life? Three, are they doers of the word of God? Do they practice what they profess, right? And the fourth thing here is, do they need the reality of the new covenant, that is the finished work of Christ? And lastly, do they think, act, do they think, talk, and act in agreement with the word of God? That's, that's some of the, you know, things you should ask yourself before, you know, you choose someone as, you know, your counsel. And if you're sitting down thinking like, oh, well, I mean, based on like, everything you just mentioned, Like, I mean, everyone in my life right now, they're on the opposite side of wise. So what do I do? I mean, it's okay because you can actually work with the wise without actually knowing them firsthand, right? Like, you know, still, like, all of those criteria applies, right? But you can go, you know, you can listen to them, you can listen to their teaching, you can read their books, you can follow them from afar, and they can still mentor you, and you can still, you know, glean from their own spiritual understanding that's going to help you grow as well. Right? So, and then... The same goes the other direction, right? The people you hang out with, like this, here it says, if you hang out with fools, what your life for? It not. God is not going to destroy your life. It's just you know you are going to exhibit the character and the fruits of the people you're hanging out with. Um, someone said like your life is an average of you know the, your five most intimate uh, 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 um, friends or the five most intimate relationships that you have. So. Choose your friends carefully. Walk with the wise. The next uh, 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 um, way for you to grow in spiritual understanding is ask questions. Ask questions. Ask questions. Ask, questions. ask the right questions from the right people. Jeremiah six sixteen says, "Thus says the Lord: Stand by the roads and look. Ask for the ancient paths, where the good way is. Then walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls." But they said, but they said they didn't. They would not work in it. So yeah, he's saying like you know, ask questions from the right people. Ask like where this thing I want to do, uh, uh, um, like I'm not sure about it. Like seek people out that have understanding. Seek people out, you know, whose today is like, or what you're trying to achieve is like their own yesterday. Like they've gone through it. They can need you. You know, not asking questions just shows, you know, that you know. You are proud. It's just pride for you not to ask questions. So ask questions from those that are more spiritually mature than you are. And if you ask the right questions, you will get the right answer. PWA taught us last week um, that the quality of the question you ask will determine the quality of the answer you get. So ask the right questions. The last um, but not the least point is serve God with the understanding that you have. God will not show you the next step until you act on the first step. So the thing with growing your spiritual understanding is it gives you with responsibility as well. So when God gives you a revelation, what, are, what exactly are you doing? with it? If you're not going to obey God, God gives you a revelation, for example, that, oh, he's a rewarder. God is a, So what are you doing with that revelation of God as a rewarder? You're not serving in church. Um... Yeah, you're not praying, you're not doing anything with it, and you want to grow. That's not the way it works. You have to act on what you have first before God will give you more. Luke 16.10 says, He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much, and he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. So if you're not doing anything with what you have right now, if you're not serving God diligently, with your all art, with the knowledge that you have, you are not going to get more. So, in conclusion, I want to conclude from Proverbs four seven. It says, "Wisdom is the most valuable commodity. So buy it. Revelation, knowledge, which is understanding, is what you need. So invest in it. Right? Remember, you know, when God revealed Himself to Abraham and said, "I am the Almighty God. I have everything you need." Right? It's like. You know, somebody you're prepared for an interview, and the CEO, the person who owns the company, for example, says, you know what, I'm gonna give you the job. All I just need is like, you know, I, I'm having dinner at my house with my family today. Like, I just wanted to come and you say, um, I have an interview tomorrow, and ask me to come for dinner. Like, that's so unserious. Like, I need to prepare for my interview. And the person is like, I, I've given you the job. So that's exactly what God is saying, that I don't have a problem. Everything you need, I have. Just walk before me. Just you know, pursue. More knowledge, pursue spiritual understanding, and every other thing, everything you are looking for, I have it, and I have no problem giving it to you. I've already settled that the most important, the most difficult decision was Jesus dying on the cross, and God did that for you already, so He can give you everything else. All you need to do is treasure spiritual understanding, and watch your life, you know, grow. Watch, you know, watch yourself fulfill destiny. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. The grace to be diligent, the grace to seek after spiritual understanding, receive it in the mighty name of Jesus, Amen. Amen. So I want us to pray. Uh, um, let's let's rise up um, as we pray. If you are clapping, clap for Jesus. Let's appreciate God for the word that He has brought to us today. I want us to pray from the book of Ephesians chapter one verse eight. It says, "You know we're going to pray." It says, "I pray that your eyes will be flooded with light, so that you can understand the confidence, hope He has given to those He called." So we're going to pray to God for spiritual understanding. Remember, we said the first step is actually to pray, and we're going to ask God today to just, you know, flood our light with light, open the eyes of our understanding, that we we'll begin to, you know, grow in the knowledge of Him. We we'll begin to grow. In, in, in the knowledge of what God wants, what God wants, you know, what God has in store for our destiny. But before that, um, um, I, I, I want to give someone an opportunity. You know, if you're here and you're thinking, yes, uh, I, I, I want to take guesswork out of my life. I want to take guesswork out of this issue of destiny. Uh, I don't want to be ignorant. I don't want to lose out on destiny as a result of ignorance. The first step we talk about spiritual understanding, but spiritual understanding is not achievable unless you are a Christian, unless you have given your life to Christ. 1 Corinthians 2.10, it says, what God has revealed them to us through his spirit, them there is referring to the truth in the word of God, the principles of God, they are revealed to us by the spirit of God, and the Spirit of God can only come and live within you if you have given your life to Christ. So if you are out there um, and you're saying, like, James, like if you can pray with me, um, I want to give my life. I, I want to turn my life around. I want to grow in spiritual understanding. It will be a great honor for me to pray um, with you this afternoon. So if you're out there, uh, if you're watching online as well, um, just put place your hand on your chest. Uh, it doesn't have to be your right hand, your left hand. It doesn't matter place your hand on your chest and we can pray together. It takes a you know, few seconds uh, uh, um, uh, for God to do what he's about to do in your life. So if you have your hands on your hearts, on your chest, if you're here, um, if you're here in person, uh, again, like this is something we celebrate. Uh, the Bible records that there's joy in heaven for one, one soul, one soul that is saved, there is joy in heaven. Uh, um, so we, we celebrate it, we don't close our eyes. It's not a cult, it's something we celebrate. So if you're out there in person on site and you want to make that commitment, I would like to come here and pray with you right now. So if you just come out, you don't have to wait for anybody else. As I said, like this is something to celebrate. This is something to be joyful about. Just come out right here. Yes, I, 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 let's appreciate him, Ignite. You can still come. If you are still out there, you can still come. You can come. Let's appreciate them, Ignite. What's your name? Nice to meet you, bro. What's your name? Nice to meet you. If you are still there, you can still come. I'm going to pray now. Come on, Ignite. Let's appreciate them. This is a big, 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 big deal. There is joy. There's rejoicing in heaven right now. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're going to pray together. Um, if you're online as well, just place your hand on your heart. Um, say these words after me. I mean it with all of your heart. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I've come to you today. I believe you died for me. And on the third day, you rose again. Come into my heart. Wipe away my sins. And give me the grace to live a life that is pleasing to you, in Jesus' name, amen, congratulations, you're welcome to God's family, congratulations, 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 I just need to do one more thing for us, as I said, this is a great privilege, this decision you've made today, it's huge, and we would like to be part of, you know, just, you know, getting you started in this new journey, so if you scan that QR code on the screen, uh, if you have your phone on your seat, you can do it at your seat, uh, we want to send you some materials, free of charge, no obligation. You're not, you know, obligated to do anything after that. Just, you know, for us to send send you those materials to help you grow, right? God bless you. Thank you. Come on, appreciate them, Ignite Church. Hallelujah! So let's pray uh, the first prayer, the, the, the one and only prayer point. But before that, let's just appreciate God. Thank God for the word that you have heard today. Let's thank him for the word that we have heard you no, regarding growing in our spiritual understanding. Father, God, we thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you all the glory for speaking to us today. Oh, Father, we appreciate you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, God, for the privilege to kneel at your feet. Thank you, Lord, Heavenly Father, for opening up your word to us, Lord. Thank you, o God, Heavenly Father, for the word that you have brought to us in season. We appreciate you, Jesus. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. Be thou exalted, Heavenly Father. In the mighty name of jesus so prayer point is from ephesians 1 verse 8 so lord open the eyes of my understanding flood my heart with light i want to know the knowledge of your will for my life let's begin to pray lord i'm asking your god that you flood my heart with light in the mighty name of jesus so i can understand the knowledge of your will so i can understand your plan i don't want to gamble with my life oh god i don't want to miss out in destiny for me to bear good fruit for me oh god if I have to live a life that is pleasing to you i need spiritual understanding and it's only your spirit that can give the spiritual understanding that, I'm, that I sought after. Father, Lord, I pray, O God, Heavenly Father, that you will flood my heart with light. In the mighty name of Jesus, help me, O God, to grow in spiritual understanding. Help me, O God, to grow in the knowledge of your will. Oh, thank you, Heavenly Father, for in Jesus' mighty name, we prayed. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We appreciate you for what you've done here today. Thank you, Lord Heavenly Father, for your word. Thank you, oh God Heavenly Father, because we know that as we have asked you today for spiritual understanding, we know, oh God, that you have heard us, and not only have you heard, we know that we have received the answers to our prayers today in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray, oh God Heavenly Father, that from today as we pick up our Bibles to study, Lord, we pray, Holy Spirit, you will open up your word to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we pray, oh God heavenly Father, that you know we'll begin to see things that will change our lives, that will transform our lives from the word in the mighty name of Jesus. And we'll begin to bear good fruits in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for what you have done. We give you all the glory. We appreciate you. There is none like you, blessed Redeemer. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen.